Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. Called Going Through It. So let's just jump right in. Have you ever just thought to yourself, man, I'm going through it right now? You know, sometimes life can feel a little heavier at times than others. But let me ask you this, with what you're going through right now, would you rather go through it or would you rather get out of it altogether right now if you could? You know, that sounds like a trick question, I know. I personally would like to just get out of it if I'm being honest, what I'm going through right now. But I've been realizing that sometimes God doesn't just reach down and pull us out of difficult situations. Not because he doesn't love us or have compassion on our suffering, but because our suffering produces something much greater in the long run. And it sucks though that we have to go through it because, you know, going through it is how we get to the greater, but who wants to go through it? If we try to jump ship in the middle of our valley seasons, we miss what would have been gained from enduring. But here's the good news. You will get through it. You just gotta push through. What is it that you're going through right now? Is it maybe feeling burnt out being mom, but no relief in sight? Maybe you don't have daycare accessibility. Maybe you don't have family that's able to help watch your kids. Maybe your husband has to work a lot and Though you're burnt out, not from your kids, you love your kids. Like, dude, as soon as they go to sleep, you're thinking about them. But maybe just burnt out from the nonstop demands of motherhood. But what if there's no relief in sight? Maybe you're dealing with a difficult baby daddy who isn't cooperating with this co-parenting thing and he's making it hard for you. Maybe it's processing through childhood trauma that just seems to keep playing in your head over and over. Maybe it's battles with personal health, with weight, or maybe mental health. Maybe you're trying to overcome, but some days feels more defeating than others. Or is it constant frustration of dealing with your family's dysfunctions, constant fighting and strife and drama? Is it the never-ending stack of bills on your table always trying to intimidate you and cause you to worry? Whatever it is you're going through, you will make it through. There's not always a shortcut to every issue, an easy way out to every trial, but there is a path before you that leads to victory. If you can continue following the Lord, seeking after his will, depending on his strength and keeping your eyes on Jesus, you're on the right path. The path before you only leads to hope and victory, not defeat and despair. And I know, though, that some days might feel unbearable, if we're being honest. And others might feel surprisingly hopeful for you. But whatever day you found yourself in today, I want you to just keep pushing through and going through it. Because one day you will finally be on the other side of this. Rather than trying to get out of your situation, I encourage you to armor up and go through it. Face it and find strength in the Lord. 
Hold on to hope and the truth that you will get through with Jesus. Going through it. Let me share this verse before we start our different points of our subject today. In James 1, 2 through 4. And I'll be honest, whenever I hear this verse sometimes, it's supposed to be like encouraging. But when I hear it in the midst of a trial, I'm like, dude, like, I don't want to hear that right now. But it says this, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Like, you get what I'm saying now? Troubles, an opportunity for great joy? That sounds conflicting at first. For you know, it continues to say, for when you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So this is saying when you are going through it, consider it an opportunity for joy. There is something greater on the other side. Your endurance grows and your faith is strengthened, but it takes going through it to get to the other side. And that's hard. So today we're going to talk about three points and that's weak yet strong. The second one is reach out and the last one is hope in the darkness. So weak yet strong. You know, I know there may be days that you feel weak. Days where people tell you, you're strong, girl, you'll get through this. And for some reason, that's the last thing you want to hear sometimes. It's even painful because you're just that tired of being strong. But what if I told you that Jesus understands that you feel weak and he isn't forcing you to be strong when you simply feel weak? In fact, he wants to carry you on your weak days and be the strong arm that you need he wants you to know that he understands you and he knows why you feel the way you do and he is strong enough to get you through. You don't have to be strong enough because he will be strong enough for you. It's okay to ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness but strength to ask for help when you need it. How many times do you isolate yourself and try to do it all on your own just to avoid asking God or others for help. Do you naturally isolate yourself when you're going through something, when you feel weak and try to figure it out on your own? Or maybe you're, you know, you're one that's willing to go to other people or especially God. You know, I've been on both sides, but definitely it's easier sometimes to isolate. Hold on one second, guys. Okay, sorry, I had a child crying and had to let Homer know because he was about to jump in the shower. So we are back on. Let me find my place again here. So, you know, sometimes we isolate ourselves when we're going through something. To ask for help is to be vulnerable with our weaknesses or the raw trials that we are facing. Why are we so afraid to be vulnerable? Maybe because the times that we have it ended up making things worse, supposedly. Maybe you opened up to your parents, a good friend, your spouse, your counselor, and they simply didn't understand. And it either led to a fight or feeling ashamed of your feelings, feeling misunderstood and frustrated and even more alone. I think that we've all been there. But I want you to know that you can literally go to God with anything. 
And yes, I mean anything. All of your weaknesses, all of your trials, all of your questions, all of your frustrations, even your sins, the ones that nobody knows about, all of your toxic cycles that you keep finding yourself in, all of it. I know that you're tired of feeling weak and all that you want to do is get out of this right now. You want to feel better. You want to shake off the anxiety. You want to shake off the weight. You want to shake off the, the health concerns. You want to shake off the frustrations with your kids. You want it to just be done. You want it to be easier right now. But pushing through your weaknesses, learning to rely on God for your strength is where true change and true strength is found. It's found in the suffering, in the struggles, and in the trials. And I don't personally like the way that sounds initially because who wants to go through these things? But there is hope on the other side. I personally feel like motherhood brings about a greater strength than we could have ever imagined was lying within us. I mean, motherhood truly compels you to trust and rely on God in a whole new way. You're no longer just going to God with your own personal life or praying for your friend, but now you're going to God with the precious life of your children. You have to learn to be strong when you sleep deprived, when your babies are sick, when they're crying endlessly, when the house is a mess, when you have a huge grocery shopping list, when the laundry is piling up all while your babies are pulling at your pant legs crying for you to carry them as you cook or maybe they're teenagers and they're begging you to let them go to the movies with your friends and you just don't feel too comfortable about him you know these instances and so many more can make you feel tired and weak but it's in these moments that strength grows to a whole new level so what I'm trying to say is it's okay to feel weak, but when you are weak, God is strong. There will be seasons of life where you don't feel miss, you know, uh, hey, like I'm Lauren, I'm strong, I can get through this, man. I, I know I'm hardcore, but then there's seasons where I felt like, dang, dude, like what's going on? I don't feel that strong Lauren that I've always been. I don't feel on top of my game. I don't feel this way. And in those moments, God is saying, it's okay. I am strong enough for you. I'm going to share two verses on this point of weak yet strong. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, it says, even though I've received such a wonderful revelation from God, and this is right in between, this is Paul talking. So we're kind of cutting into the middle of the story and you might've heard this uh, a couple verses before, but let me get to the point. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger from satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud what this guy felt like what he was going through whatever it was that he was going through and this story is very vague this story nobody all the scholars have tried to figure out what was the thorn in paul's side that he was talking about i don't know i haven't found the person who figured it out he was vague but there was something that felt like a thorn in his flesh, something that was just so irritating. If this thorn could be taken out, he would feel good to go. If that anxiety would just leave, I would feel good to go. Amen. If my health would just be completely restored, I would feel good to go. If my toddler would just sleep all the way through the night and I got sleep, 
full night rest, I would feel good to go. I mean, what is it for you? If I just had a billion dollars and all my bills were paid, I would feel good to go. But yet there's a thorn in our flesh. And so the verse goes on to say, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. How many times have you begged God to take it away? And it says, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I mean, isn't that verse just so powerful? I mean, do you identify with that verse? How many times have you begged God, take it away, but God is saying, when you are weak, I am strong. I mean, I would rather sometimes be like, God, okay, cool, but can you just fix it and make me strong? But he's saying, my grace is all that you need. In Hebrews 4, 15 through 16, it says, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. For he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Today, as I was praying, this verse is what I prayed. I was like, you know what, God, I am coming boldly before you because I need your grace and I need your help. I need you. You said I can come before you, that you understand my weaknesses, and here I am. And so many times when we feel weak, we isolate ourselves, and we don't go to others or God. But he's saying, I have mercy, I have grace, and I want to help you when you need it most. So weak yet strong. Let's move on to our second point, and that is reach out. Reach out. So like I've asked you before, when you're going through it, the trials of life, whatever that looks like, do you naturally tend to isolate yourself or reach out? How many times have you said, oh, I just don't want to be a burden. I just, I don't want to be annoying, you know? I've heard that countless times, and I've said that myself many times. But what if reaching out is the very thing that helps you get through what you're going through? Again, reaching out takes being vulnerable, and we know that it isn't easy. But reaching out truly provides so much freedom, reassurance, and hope through the process. It's so easy for us to sometimes to encourage others and be there for others, but the moment that we need others to help us, we isolate and hide and we're afraid of being annoying or inconvenient. But I promise you, you don't have to be afraid of reaching out. Do yourself a favor and stop hiding. What are some practical ways you can reach out? You might be thinking, okay, like, where do I start? Like, sure, I know I don't like talking about my stuff with people, but like, how do I reach out? I'll give you a couple of, uh, couple of ideas. One, being a part of this group is definitely a way that you are reaching out and connecting with others. Here's a great step. It's life-giving and helpful to have community. We need community. So here's step one and you're doing it or one of the steps, will you? Two, I encourage you, connect to a church. Connect within the church you're a part of. We are all busy, yes, I know, 
but I truly believe that we can all make time for church. Being connected to the body of Christ is incredibly healthy. Find a church that you feel comfortable at and accept it. You know, I, I know that some of us, we have different backgrounds at church. Maybe you never grew up in church. Maybe you did. Maybe you were hurt in church. Maybe um, they were so legalistic and religious and you just felt judged. Maybe, I don't know. I've heard all the stories and I've had my own stories. But what I am here to say is that there is a church for you. There is a church that isn't what the negative experiences you had, if you did. There's a church that you will feel loved, accepted, embraced, wanted. Um, you, you will feel like you're growing in your faith, growing closer to God. But I'm telling you so many times we, we go through our Christian walk without church. And what I'm saying is, is you can have a relationship with God without going to church. Yes. But church edifies your soul like no other for many reasons. You get to hear the word of God from a, a pastor that God has called an anointed. You get to connect with other people, other believers. And how many times have you felt kind of in, but then you get in a crowd of like positive people and their energy brings life to you. I'm telling you, every time I go to church, um, you know, the church on, on our church, uh, Grave Top, even though I'm with the kids in the back, I literally, my spirits feel lifted because I'm around other people. Like it just feels good. So I'm not trying to be biased. Um, you're welcome to Gravetop Church anytime, but I'm really being genuine. Whatever church you feel comfortable at, I encourage you to go and reach out. Number three, reach out to a trusted friend. Ask God to show you who you can talk to. Yes, choose wisely. I know that you may have been hurt by different people you opened up to, but just choose wisely and pray and open up about what's on your heart. I truly believe there are friends out there or a friend that you can talk to. And I mean, all of us here are here for you. Another one is counseling can sometimes be helpful if you decide to. I'm not saying every single situation like, oh, I'm not one of those people like, oh, go to counseling. But there's seasons of my life that I recently, a couple months ago, was in counseling and it helped. Um, but I won't say that it fixes it. You still as a person have to go through it and work through these different things and trials of life. But counseling can be an avenue where you can talk about things and be able to sort through the junk and process through life. Number five, talk to your spouse about it. If you're married, it's important to share the most personal and vulnerable topics of your life with one another. It creates a deeper bond and intimacy. I truly believe that in marriage, that should be the person that you truly open up about everything everything. I really, truly believe it. And the times that my husband and I have opened up about the things that are so hard to talk about, we feel that much closer. It brings that bond deeper together. And six, most importantly, reach out to God. Whether that means praying out loud, writing in a journal, sitting in silence, meditating on him, singing your heart out in worship, in whatever way you feel led to, I encourage you to go to Jesus the one who understands you the most and the one who is able to help you get through every trial life brings your way. Reach out. I'll share two verses on this point and that is James 5 through 6. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I mean, this is saying like, it's time out confessing your sins, but confessing what is in your heart 
getting it out to one another and praying for each other. And then it says you will be healed. So this is saying that there is so much power in reaching out. The prayers from your friends, the people that you care about, your pastors, your the different people in your life, it says it has great power and produces wonderful results. If you need prayer, if you need a friend, this verse is saying that there is healing to be found in reaching out. Galatians 6.2 says, share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Share each other's burdens. And so how many of you have said, I don't want to be a burden? This verse is literally saying, share each other's burdens, that this is the law of Christ. We are called to share each other's burdens, to pray for one another, to be there, to lift each other up when we feel heavy. We are called to do that. So don't feel like you're a burden. Know that this is the will of God and is edifying to our soul. And the last point is hope in the darkness. Jonah 2, 1 through 10. So I'm going to read a little segment of Jonah here. And um, God really spoke to me through this. So get ready. Um, I'm just going to start here. It says, so then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish or well, everyone says, well, fish, whatever, right? He prayed to God. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble. And he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean's depths, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, O oh Lord, you have driven me from your presence. Yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. I sank beneath the waves and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth whose gates locked shut forever. But you, O Lord, my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. And my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. And I will fulfill all my vows. For my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out on the beach. And so even if you felt or currently feel like Jonah, this trial you face will spit you out. Imagine being stuck in the dark inside of a great fish or well, whatever. All one can do is cry out to God and beg for his rescue. Jonah simply wanted to get out of this dark pit. Who wouldn't? But this great fish actually protected Jonah from drowning. Jonah was about to drown. Jonah was about to die as he found himself drowning, but this fish took him in for three days. For three days, Jonah was begging God to come through, wondering when he was going to rescue him. Losing hope and desperate for God to move. But after three days, the fish literally spit him out. 
and not just randomly in the middle of the ocean, but spit him on the beach where he could survive. God led this fish to the shore to deliver Jonah to a safe place. What if this fish, this dark place, this struggle, is actually protecting you and bringing you to a better place? It may not feel like it right now, and I'm sure that Jonah didn't feel that way, being terrified inside of this fish, but God came through for him. I'm not saying these ugly trials you face or are facing are good. I'm just saying we don't always see the bigger picture. We don't always see what God is doing in the details, but all we can do right now in the moment that you're in is trust that God has a plan. If you let go of hope, if you let go of hope in this season, I am asking you to find it again. I am encouraging you to reach out and to hold on to hope one more time because God is your hope in the darkness. He will not leave you in this fish. He will not abandon you in the darkness. He will not leave you hopeless and alone. The fish you're sitting in is about to spit you out. You will see the sun again. You will feel the sand between your toes. You will hear the waves and feel relaxed at the sound instead of terrified. You will make it through this. And ending with this verse, Proverbs 4, 18. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines even brighter until the full light of day. It's saying that... <clears throat> Your life, the way of the righteous, is only going to shine brighter and brighter. It's not going to grow darker and darker. It is going to shine brighter and brighter because you are on the path following Jesus Christ, your Savior. And so with all that being said, today we talked about going through it. We talked about weak yet strong. That is okay to feel weak in the presence of God because then he is strong. We talked about the importance of reaching out and we ended with the hope that is found in the darkness, that our life will shine brighter and brighter before Jesus. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.